Hey, hey, cabin crew, just a little heads up. I'm going to play a promotional trailer for my friend Kevin's podcast, Where the Weird Ones Are. Take a listen. What's up, you fucking weirdos? This is Where the Weird Ones Are. And after they stood up, wings unfolded from its back. Something was there. I knew it was there. Didn't know what. Didn't know, you know, negative, positive. Didn't know what it was. I, I felt it there. But that property always had, like, a very heavy feeling. It, it just felt dark and scary. When I was 18, I was living with a ghost uh, for nine months in my dorm. I don't know. I don't know why they stick around for me. Like, what I picture is just, like, I, I don't know. I, I'm still dumbfounded. I'll never know until I die. All of a sudden, out of the forest, three shapes just come out of the forest, and they were like a silvery color. And they were changing shape. Mm-hmm. And they seemed to be connected. And shabang, if that trailer didn't get you pumped up to go check out Kevin's podcast, then you're lame. Nah, I'm just kidding. But anyway, the reason why I wanted to give him a little love is because on tonight's episode, which is a bonus episode for all you lovely people out there, but it's me talking with Kevin about the strange, the paranormal, cryptids, his reasoning for getting into podcasting, and more little tidbits that I think you'll find interesting. I did. So, without further ado, are you ready? Step inside the conversation cabin. Take a seat. Would you like a cold drink? Let's get ready to listen to Kevin from Where the Weird Ones Are. crew welcome to the conversation cabin podcast i'm your host farah and we have a special guest joining us none other than 
Kevin, host of the wildly popular podcast, Where the Weird Ones Are. Kevin is a master of the unusual, exploring everything from unexplained phenomena to conspiracy theories and everything in between. So tonight's episode, we'll dive deep into Kevin's fascinating world of weirdness and learn what drives his passion for the mysterious and unknown. So sit back, relax, get ready to explore the strange and unusual with Kevin on the Conversation Cabin podcast. Kevin, hello, hello. Hello, how's it going? That was an amazing introduction. Well, you deserve it. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it very much. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. It is wonderful. We've talked before, Mm -hmm. but I love the conversation so much that I wanted you to be on my show as well to just continue because we had so much goody goody stuff to talk about. But um, please, Kevin, I, you know, tell us a little bit who you are, the name of your podcast, what you cover, where everyone can find you, all the goody bits. All right. So I am Kevin. I'm the host of Where the Weird Ones Are, as Farah had previously stated. Um, I talk to anybody and everybody who has weird stories, whether it be uh, ghosts or spirits or cryptids or something that they can't even explain, Um, aliens, UFOs. All that stuff. Uh, where you can find the podcast at the moment is Spotify, Apple Podcast, and YouTube. <clears throat> uh, Castbox is my host uh, site. That's where the RSS feed is. You can also listen to it on there. I know some people listen to Castbox, but not a whole lot. <clears throat> but if you happen to be one of the select few that do, then cool. You can go right there. Um, so, uh, what got me into this is I had. Um, uh, experiences from uh, childhood, and they continued pretty much the majority of my life. I, they, I still experience stuff to this day. Um, and I'm actually, so I haven't told you yet, but I'm actually working with an illustrator on creating a comic book series about um, a man and his dog um, hunting monsters. Ooh, now that sounds juicy. And I did see that on your Instagram post the other day because I liked it. It was like a drawing and you had said it was, you know, you're tossing around the idea of a comic book. And I think that would do great. And it kind of matches where yep. the weird ones are. I like it that. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, so, we, yeah, I talked to um, everybody who's had, had experiences. I talked to authors that... Um, who write weird stuff and mm-hmm. the majority of the time the authors that have uh that write weird shit have had weird shit happen to them so right and those uh, are the best stories to listen to oh my goodness uh authors are they're so uh in, intelligent and they get straight to the point when they talk and it's amazing to listen to to a lot of them so uh, so far i've only had um I've had two, but I recently went to North Carolina this past weekend, and I went to Encounter Quest, the first annual one. Mm. 
Um, and there was a few authors there that I spoke to, and oh my god, dude, they were so friendly. Everybody, actually, all the vendors, the speakers. I met Ron Moorhead. Um, uh, who else? Daryl Sims. I met. I met the guys from Cryptid of the Corn. So that it was a good weekend. Uh, Bizarre Encounters, where the co-hosts for Bizarre Encounters were there. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a good weekend. Um, I can't. I'm blanking on this guy's name, but he is also an author. And I he, I went to his booth, and he like gave me this whole like um, he's like almost like acting it out uh, the stories of his books and stuff like that as I'm standing there, and I just immediately was like drawn to him, and I really liked him, and he's like. He's like six two, like Viking looking uh, guy. Uh, he's I think he's younger than me, but he's this huge monster of a man, and but the sweetest guy of one of the sweetest guys I've ever met. And he has comic books. He has four uh, four volumes of a comic book. He wrote another book, and he just recently wrote another one about a, a sea monsters. I believe it was about. And he just he was so good at just playing it and acting it, acting out like as he was talking about his, like the story and it was it um, pretty much a lot like you when you tell your stories you get like wicked into it mm-hmm. and i love your voice too i love your voice when you tell the stories so oh well thank you that's very You're nice welcome. of you well who is if you find out who that is like the name if you can remember it send it to me i'd like to look him up see yeah. what you know see what because that's I you always know and I'm I'm sure you can agree. You hmm. always know when someone has had a true experience when they do almost act it out and they probably don't even know that they're doing it, but they act it out because it was so real to them. It's like it just happened yesterday. So they automatically get in it with their hands and uh-huh. you know, I mean, that's yeah. that's how i look at it you know <laughs> so actually while you were just talking i because i ended up following he followed me back to on instagram mm-hmm. his name is michael thompson michael thompson and is that his name on insta uh so he goes by his tag name is m thompson uh underscore books oh okay well, there you go. And all listeners, if you're interested in hearing or seeing a little bit more onto what Michael Thompson offers, since apparently he's into the strange and unexplained, look him up on Instagram. So let me ask you, Kevin, what has been the most fascinating or compelling paranormal or cryptid encounter that you've researched or discussed on your podcast um so i so far i haven't really um been a haven't been able to uh find anybody that has much of a cryptid side of Mm -hmm. experience but uh nomar slevic uh he's an author out of maine actually so he's right up here in my neck of the woods that's your recent Uh, episode correct yes ma'am um, and he's also an author. Uh, he actually researches the state of Maine. Uh, anybody and everybody who's had a weird encounter that wants to tell their story, he'll he'll go and visit them. He'll you know interview them. He'll write down their story, and then he'll put it to book. 
Wow. And he's actually revising a book that he wrote, uh, I believe it was 2014 that it came out, UFOs Over Maine. Um, he re- he's revising that, and that, uh, so it's going to be the, essentially the same book, but with some new story, a lot of new stories into it, and that's going to be published next year in 2024. And the same name, um, UFOs Over Maine, and he had a possible uh, Mothman encounter with his ex's son. Um, they saw red eyes that just kept coming on and coming off. Um, and then they, it was almost like they got in stuck in um, like a time warp where he turned, he only let, he left town okay. to go to the spot and they were just sitting there waiting to experience something. And uh, the boy saw the eyes and where they were, it was in the swamp Um next to a tree and it was about he said about eight to ten feet um up where this branch was Mm -hmm. that they saw the eyes and he's like there was no road back there because i was kind of thinking that maybe somebody was like cars were coming up and then they were hitting the brakes and that's what the flashing was right and then i asked him i was like well what about cell phone towers he's like there's no cell phone towers in that direction so yeah, he said it was it was fairly close though, so like it didn't make any sense for it to be a cell phone tower, because mm-hmm. so, they they seemed fairly large and it was almost like and it they can't it was two eyes basically like it was two lights next to each other that would just come on at the same time and shut off like just like he was blinking. I was just gonna say like a blinking and and while we're on this little subject right here because it just binged in my head how do you feel about okay so you have mothman that everybody says has red glowing eyes yep you hear about bigfoot with red glowing eyes you hear dogman or werewolves red glowing eyes what what do you think about that do you think it's just because they are all some type of yes maybe a living breathing beast of sorts but they are a part of a supernatural realm in some way like what are you what is your theory with all of them having mostly everybody always says red glowing eyes what do you think about that so i think they do have both flesh and blood and paranormal aspects to them mm-hmm. um so mothman i believe is a as a suit I believe that is a um, is like an astronaut suit for a uh, extraterrestrial. So I think um, I think aliens are uh, putting a suit on with wings on it, and that's the glow from the eyes. I never looked at it like that. They're like perfect circles. They almost look like they might be goggles. You know what? Yeah, there was one time when I watched something on Mothman, the way that the the person that saw the Mothman described it, I think she even used the word. It looked like red glowing goggles because, you know, it's almost like, you know how goggles kind of stand out a little bit from your face? Yes. It was the way that she was describing it. It almost sounded like that. But see, I like... The way you think, because I I feel that we're not getting clear answers because everybody's treating it as one or the other. 
Yes. You know, they're not looking at it like, okay, yes, it's living, breathing, but it's able to teleport from one place to another. That's why it's where that's why we've never caught a Bigfoot or, you know, we can't find out where they're living because they go from here to here in a blink of an eye. Same with Mothman. You know, same with aliens. I mean, there's there's stories about aliens know where all these different vortexes and portals are that they telepathically. That's where I want to go. Voomp, I'm in. I do my business. Voomp, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I think if people start actually, you know, treating it as that they're supernatural and they're living, breathing flesh and blood, you might get more answers. Yeah, you know, when people talk about them being uh, woo woo or paranormal supernatural beings rather than flesh and blood, they're basically saying that they're not physical, but I do believe that they're still physical. Right. Exactly. Obviously, like 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 we had just stated and then um, you went into that. And um, so, yeah, I think. I definitely think from what I've seen and what I've heard, the stories that I've heard, I definitely think that Mothman is a suit for extraterrestrials. That's awesome. I'll have to look into that more. Thank you for, like, bringing a little bit of something else into light. (laughs) Now, I know you said earlier, and we had talked about it when I was on your show, about um, your little paranormal encounter that you have. So... I would have to ask, tell me a little bit, is is that shadow that we were talking about, is that what you experienced to get into your podcast, or what was that experience that you had, if you don't mind telling everybody, of course, because I'm really interested to know what did make you want to get into doing this podcast, where it is no judgments listening to everyone's story, letting them tell it. So we want to hear about your story, Kevin. So the what really got me into uh, the podcast was other podcasts that I have listened to, essentially. But I also had <clears throat> experiences since I was super young um, throughout my life. So I listened to one, uh, it was a conspiracy podcast, and they had uh, another podcaster on who did interviews for people who had paranormal stories and Mm -hmm. i I ended up switching over to that and started listening to that because honestly the conspiracy uh it was the conspiracy podcast and joe rogan were my only two podcasts that i listened to and then once i found the like all the paranormal stuff i was like oh my god this is amazing and a lot of people have similar stories to mine and um from what i had experienced throughout my life and listening to this guy, you know, interview people, and he doesn't put he didn't put their names out. They were it was all um, anonymous. Anonymous. He just tells people their first names, and that was it. And he didn't doesn't do the video aspect. It's audio only. And I was just like, that's pretty cool. Was and um, I, and then one day I just told one of my buddies, and I was just like, you know what? Because he my my friend has a podcast too, but I don't think I don't think he's doing it anymore. Um, but and I was on his show twice, 
and I was like, you know what? I think I want to start a podcast. <laughs> I kind of thought podcasts were stupid at first. I was like, they're just like little radio shows where people just have dumb conversations. But when I actually started listening to them, I was like, oh, they're actually pretty interesting. <laughs> you know? And so that's what, uh, that's how the, the thinking of the podcast came. And, it, and then it was probably two weeks of figuring out what my name was. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through like 10 names before I landed on where the weird ones are. I like the name of your podcast, though. It's unique. I like it. Thank you. Um, I actually, you know the uh, AI uh, chat, chat GBT or whatever? Mm-hmm. I asked it to uh, give me a description of my podcast, and it came up with a different podcast that's called We Are the Weird Ones. We Are the Weird Ones. I like how you did it, though, where the yeah. weird ones are, because it's almost saying that, well, don't want to take it like okay not the not the people on your show are weird but their experiences where the weird ones are so that could mean cryptid paranormal hauntings whatever conspiracy Uh, theories a little bit of everything and i I consider my i've considered myself weird my whole entire life actually (laughs) literally tell have told me that i'm fucking they'll be like you're fucking weird dude Like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're just catching on, <laughs> you know, no, you're not. You're just you're I mean, if you are, then so am I. But yep. the fact of, you know, being liking the strange, the unexplained, paranormal, all of that, we're more, more open minded than mm. other people. That yes. doesn't make us weird. That makes us open minded. Mm. Big yep. difference. Um, I also talk about spirituality, too, and I also talk about a lot of mental health as well. Okay. So um, because I've struggled with my mental health. So if it, if it helps anybody else, I like to throw I, I get into conversations about that as well. Uh, but as far as my experiences, the very first experience that I ever had was a shadow figure like the one that we have we've talked about that's in my house right now. Which actually hasn't been since we talked, because I did the things that I needed to do, so I haven't seen them since. Uh, but so my sister, um, she was crying that she saw witches fly by her window. She's like, I saw a witch fly by my window, and she's crying and crying, and I was just like, what the fuck? I was like, witches? I was like four, I think, because we were living in a trailer in Vermont, and she was. She was a toddler at the time, and I remember my dad had just gotten home from work um, shortly after she had already seen a witch, um, and she's like, um, she goes crying to my dad, and my dad's like, well, don't worry, I'm going to send, you know, I'm going to send Tasmanian Devil outside and Bugs Bunny, because those those are the cartoons that we were watching at the time. Mm -hmm. So it was like a way to comfort her that she had protection, even though these things, even though these characters aren't real, but uh, to her they were. Yes. At the time. And to me they were technically too. Um, But, so then I, and I'm walking by her room as my dad is saying this stuff to her. And I'm walking directly down the hall straight to my room. And then, like, so my my door was right at the end, and I shared it with my older brother. And, like, right through the door was the window. And as I'm, like, going through the doorway, I see two figures go right by my window. And it's dark outside, and these figures were darker than the night. 
and I was just like, I look, I saw it happen, and I was just like, oh, okay. And then I turned around and walked right back down the hall to the living room and sat down on the couch. And then my dad comes out and goes, why the fuck? Are-? Well, he didn't swear at me, but he's like, why weren't, Why are you in bed? I was like, uh, because I don't want to be. He's like, get in bed. All right. Did you, did you feel a certain way when you saw, like, did you get that chilled feeling? Did you get, like, that pit in your stomach? Or were you just so confused that you really your body didn't really react in any way specifically. I was confused. I mean, I was scared of what I just saw. Yeah. Um, I didn't have like that overwhelming sense of dread that most people get. Um, I just, I was just like, that's fucking weird. That could go, that could come into my window and it's a trailer. So it's also raised, um, because of the ground was uneven. So it's on like, um, as kind of a foundation kind of thing so like to stand outside even just standing next to the house <clears throat> you you're you the windows would be above your head like if you're a grown, full-grown adult oh wow okay we so had, we had a porch and we had to go upstairs to the porch to the front door okay i was trying to picture it now did you did you say anything to your sister like did you tell her what you saw and did it match what she saw yeah, uh, so we, t- it was like maybe like, I don't know if it was right away, but I know that I had mentioned it to her, and um, she remembers that my older brother saw it too, but I don't re- even remember my older brother being in the room at the time when I saw it, so I don't know, I've, I've never heard him say anything about it, but um, she said to her it looked like it was the same thing, it was a shadow. And she said that she saw a ghost or something. I can't remember exactly what she said she saw, but she said to her in her mind, she never said witches. But I was like, when what I remember is you saying witches. Mm-hmm. And she's like, maybe I did say that. And I was like, and what I saw were two different figures. And the way they moved past the window, it was almost like two witches on the broom just going, like, oh my gosh, that would be terrifying. Fire. So the fact that I already thought that she saw that I already heard that she was seeing witches and to see something fly by my window like that was it was scary. So sure. Now, last time that we talked, I remember (laughs) you telling me that you are you are Indian, correct? Yes. Okay. Partly. Yes. So tell the listeners what what Indian part that you are and do you think kevin that with the fact that all three of you saw something do you think that has anything to do with like your heritage um so i am penobscot indian um it's a part of the passamaquoddy um and wabanaki federation uh here in maine um i'm also french but i think i'm most more french than i am (laughs) native um but my older brother is not native my older brother is um from just from my mom so my dad is where we get the uh native from okay um so i don't know if that has if it really has anything to do with our heritage or not um but like when i talked to vicky 
Um, she said that shadow people, you, from her perspective, shadow people are like a witch thing. And the, when she said witch, like somebody, it, they send these shadow people after you because they want to scare you or cause you harm in some kind of sort of way, which is probably more psychological than actual physical harm. Right, right. And um, so when she said witches and the fact that the my very first experience as a shadow person and my sister said it was a witch i was just like what the fuck right that's too that's too spot on for, yeah you know what i mean it's almost like that's exactly what you all felt and what you all seen and the reason i had asked you that is because one of my stories that i did um oh it was um our live series that we're doing with vicky Courtney from Haunts um, and Amanda from One Nothing on the Skinwalker Ranch. Yep. Now um, the Navajo actually had burned, like killed and burned over 40 Navajo witches yep. on that property, which is, you know, to bring peace to the tribe. And that's also what probably contributes to the Skinwalker Ranch and the land being so haunted. When I was doing my questions for, you know, my, my episode with you, that's where I had asked you that because I was like, hmm, it seems like in the Indian type heritage, they go toward more like a witch or a skinwalker per se. But yep. it's just weird that you said witch. And that's the first thing that binged in my mind was Navajo witches. And that yep. was, you know. So that's why I had asked you that. Yeah, and it's funny too because my um, uh, my friends, my my buddy is also half uh, native, and I can't remember what tribe he is. I think he's from a different area, but his uncle is a seer, which is kind of like the same concept of a witch from mm -hmm. from tribal times. And I remember him grabbing me by the arm one day randomly. I was like twelve. And he goes, don't do it. And I go, what? And he goes, just don't do it. And then a little bit, I think like a month or two later, after I had turned 13, I stole my dad's car and got arrested. <laughs> well, that is weird. That you... So he said that like how long before that? I mean, before it, was, it happened. It was like two or three months before it happened. So and it was in the it was the middle of winter. I had it was so it was like two months after I had turned thirteen, and I had a friend sleeping over, and I was like, "Let's take my dad's car out for a ride." That is weird. How did he know to say that to you? I don't That's... know if I recalled it. Maybe I if I re at the time it didn't mean anything to me. You know what I mean? But then after all of it happened, I was just like, uh, may, "I wonder if that was something that he he." he was talking about and my buddy said that he um he does that sh he does shit like that all the time and really yeah and it was interesting i think he uh, i'm not 100 percent sure but i think he's passed away since but Aww. um but yeah there's uh there's a lot of that kind of stuff associated with uh the tribe um there's a lot of you know uh I wouldn't say psychic. They call them seers, and that coincides with what uh, they would call a witch back in the day. Now, were these were these good, or because you know how like they say the skinwalker is because of 
the the Indians that had dabbled in the black magic and were destructive, you know, right. then they would be turned into skinwalkers. Now, granted, they're not supposed to hurt anybody in that form, mm-hmm. but they're more of like a trickster. So what would from what you know, what would you consider a seer as like a trickster or bad, good? I would all say, of it? I would say um, the potential the, the depends on how they use it. Um, you know, That's just true. like anything with great power comes great responsibility kind of thing. You know what I mean? And the, what the skinwalker thing started with was to protect the tribe. And right. then, and then that's when, um, and then the, the, you know, certain individuals decided to basically become vigilantes and that's when they started getting into the black magic shit. And yep. so they were trying to protect, uh, from, you know, coloni- being colonized, and um, and they started killing people. Dude, that I I find it so fascinating when you know I do my research on the Uinta Basin and how you know, um, the Indians that lived, you know, they they've seen star people. They have you know um, petroglyphs that show like a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch, and yeah. to me, it's like. Those are the first people that I would believe on top of anybody else because they're they're good-hearted human beings, and this was their experience. I mean, back in the day, we didn't have TV and radio and all of this to give us ideas in our head to draw and to speak of. You know what I mean? So for them to draw that and they even draw saucers – they're drawing from what they see because back then, like I said, when there was no TVs, there was no, you know, crazy art drawings or crazy stories yet because we didn't even have radio back then. Right. You know what I mean? Then where did this stuff come from? They saw it. They just didn't make it up because what would they make it up from? They were exactly. very simple people. They they loved their tribe. They were all together family. They did their hunting and gathering. It was very simple life, and they also had to defend themselves from the settlers. So like I said, when they're writing down a saucer or an alien-looking being, they've seen this. Right. That's right. that's what I think. They also had to defend themselves from other tribes. Of course, too, yes. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but it's funny. The thing is, is that every single tribe... <laughs> has a story or a lore of either a little person or a Sasquatch-like being. Mm-hmm. Every single tribe. Every American tribe that I know of has a story. I actually have a cousin um, who is really like well-versed in our tribe's um, lore. And I've been trying. I taught, so I messaged him. I was like, it was like months ago. I was like, hey, I started this podcast and we we talk about weird shit and paranormal and Sasquatch and shit. And I was like, um, I hear that you know a shit ton of lore that has to do with our tribe. You won't want to come on my podcast. And he just liked it. <laughs> well, what's what's one what's one lore that you know of from your tribe? Um, I don't know specifically i've been tr- so there's not a lot of like as of internet so mm-hmm. i feel like i would have to actually talk to people 
um, in the tribe, which actually we have a family day on the reservation in August. I might go up there for that. And oh, you should. Possibly talk to somebody. But there is... So all the tribes in Maine technically f- end up f- forming one tribe, but there is a river that runs through uh it starts in the white mountains in new hampshire and rolls through uh maine into the ocean and there is said to be uh a native american curse on it where it claims the lives of three white people every year oh wow have you ever looked into that farther yes yes so the story goes um so it's if you know Maine at all, I don't know if you do, if anybody or anybody that's listening does, <clears throat> but there's uh, Saco and Biddeford, two cities, They um, and they are separated by the Saco River. And um, so I believe it was like the 1860s. They're building, um, they're building the towns, and they were pretty peaceful with the tribe that happened to be there at the time mm-hmm. and the uh the uh chief his name was quandro and he was said to be a medicine man which medicine men also end up being the witches and the skinwalkers and all that stuff right mm-hmm. so um anyway so the ship comes in the port and three sailors three white men get off and they're on they're on one of those the canoes to come in to land and they're passing another canoe and it's the chief's wife and infant child and they come up to him they come up to them um well there's this part is there's several different parts where they were just playing on the side and then there's uh they were also in a canoe out on the river um nobody knows exactly which one it is so but essentially they either come up next to her boat or they approach her on land and supposedly all three of them were drunk and uh they ask her if um the baby can swim and uh um they go i heard so this is this one of them goes i heard that all native all Indian children can swim as soon as they come out of the womb like animals. And they essentially take the baby and throw him in the river. So she saves him, but he ends up passing a few weeks later from the from the lung inhalation of the water. No. And so Yeah, so uh so the chief put uh that day that his son died, he put a curse on the river to claim the lives of all three of three white people. I believe it the origi- the curse originally was three white men, but through the years it just became three white three people. white people. Yeah, and then I think it was 1947 was the only year that nobody died on the river. But I wonder I, why that was. I mean, that just that year comes to me. That was the year of Roswell. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> but that's an interesting story. I would put a, I would put a curse on it too because that's just that's just not right. Well, let me ask you this: What do you think draws people to the paranormal and conspiracy theories, and why do you think that these topics? 
continue to capture people's imaginations still today? So I think um, a lot of people are open um, to the idea and they're, they find it uh, interesting. So it's funny because a lot of people that end up being into paranormal end up being into conspiracy and government cover-ups, which there's a lot of government cover-ups that are actual factual. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So the fact that you have these ones that are com- that you're finding out that are true, um, I think people that have always, be- especially people that always believed it, are even even more into it. Um, <clears throat> I think conspiracies have been. Well, you know what a conspiracy is. It's when you and somebody else decides to, or you think that somebody else is doing something with somebody else, but you can't prove it. That's what a right. conspiracy is. And a lot of people use the the blanket of conspiracy theory to be like, that's not real. Like, that's a lie, or that's just something you're making up. When conspiracy, the word conspiracy just means that you uh, suspect. Right. And and I do see that because just like you said, you know, when somebody hears something and it sounds outlandish, everybody automatically wants to say, no, that's not not true. You haven't even Mm -hmm. dug into anything. You just think because of the way it sounds, it's automatically not true. But like you said, there's a lot of government conspiracies that are fact and have been turned out to be true. Right. And, um. Shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Fine. It's fine. You didn't interrupt. I was just, while you were talking, I had thought of something that I was going to say, and I forget. But um, but con- conspiracy conspiracy theory has, was a term that came out in 1966 mm-hmm. or 64, and that was on the heels of the JFK assassination because they were trying to say the CIA didn't have anything to do with it because everybody's like, the CIA has some shit to do with it. So, listen, you got Lee Harvey Oswald shooting the um, shooting the president, right? He goes to jail, and then all of a sudden this guy, Jack Ruby, comes into the jail and shoots him, and then he gets tackled and arrested, and as he's laying there, and he's like, what happened? What happened? What happened? So then you got MK Ultra in play, which um, you got Doctor Jolly West, who is uh, MK the MK Ultra doctor who worked with uh, Charles Manson and taught him how to use LSD and um, MK Ultra. So that's how he got his family. Um, <clears throat> So, yeah, uh, and then in 1994, Bill Clinton comes out, yeah, we we were using MKUltra in the <laughs> 80s, so that's where the satanic panic came from, and blah, 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 we're not going to use it anymore, but we're still using it, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, you've got false flags of uh, these shootings of, like, the one in Buffalo, There's a there was that the security guard was building a car that could run on water. In- well, and he's dead, apparently. And, and he was, like, one of the first person. He was, actually, I think he might have been the first person. No. He was one of the first people to be shot. I was going to say, I thought there was one other guy that made the whole water engine type deal, and he was killed, too. Um, I don't know. If I don't. Was, I'm, you're probably right, but from what? I have saw it was it was him, but he was 
I think he was telling somebody. He, there's videos of him, like, talking about it with other people. Yeah, I saw that one. And that's and I think that's – what was the story that he had met with two guys that were going to – they wanted to hear about it, and then – Yeah, and then this – this, <laughs> Yeah, this kid with the Ukrainian dies, which, I, I mean, Ukraine is a whole nother thing that uh, <laughs> we could get into, but yeah. that's uh, – that's, a uh, long story in itself. That'll be a part two. It could be, yeah. Or three or four. But uh, for Farah's listeners, so I I do a conspiracy, like a specific conspiracy episode every once in a while. And so far I've only done one, but I have another one planned. I don't think I've told you yet. Uh, but uh vicky and my other guests are both on board for the date so it'll be we'll record on april 9th at 2 p.m if you're I'm good for that interested i'm good for that i'm perfect for that perfect, perfect. for that perfect. let me ask you while we're on the part of conspiracy theories with all the conspiracy theories that you know of kevin what do you find the most interesting one and one that probably floored you that it was true when you dug into it. Adrenochrome. (laughs) Wait a minute. So that is, that is true. That it is the, the concept of it is true, but the actual of them doing it has yet to be proven. Although there are videos and they say that are doctored videos, and then they re- get removed as like as soon as possible. But give a short one. give a short summary of That's that conspiracy crumb. theory for the listeners, Kevin, because you know a lot more about it than I do at this point. So uh, adrenochrome, uh, so it is um, basically adrenaline. When you are in a state of fear, you have uh, adrenaline coursing through your veins. So uh, basically, adrenochrome is people is the blood, and they will use it to either they drink or inject it into themselves to keep them young and all this stuff. So uh, what it is is so missing children. They use children for this, and they keep them in a state of fear, and they will remove um skin and stuff and so there's there's a video i saw Mm. of this happening and it is said to be fake but it looks very real and it fucks with my emotions and i will and it's gone now can't find it anywhere but it is the famous frazzle drip video of Hillary Clinton putting a child's face on her face. Oh my. So And you think this you think that it looked real? It looked very real. Very real. Um if it's fake, then why is Hillary Clinton there? Like why why is she making a video like that? It's very odd. And that's why it was taken down. Because yeah, it it's was, not fake. And it was found in Anthony Weiner's laptop. I'm writing all. I've been writing all a tons of stuff down since we've been talking. So, <laughs> so the thing that the when it comes to conspiracies, what bothers me the most is children. Of course, yes, I'm right there with you. That's my that's my number one thing is 
you know, because we have like 800,000 children that go missing every year in the in the United States alone. So, I mean, you have like you got John uh, John Doe versus Twitter. I don't know if you heard about that. Um, no, I have not. So, so since Elon Musk has taken over, we all know like the dirty secrets of Twitter. Uh, Twitter had had an open back door for the government. And yeah. that's where they were they were hushing <clears throat> they were shutting down actual doctors with information that contradicted the mainstream media I mean the mainstream um, uh, storyline however you want to say no say. I'm no I I'm right there with you yes I agree with that so <laughs> I agree so John Doe was 13 years old um, and he was performing a sexual act on a video I not 100% sure if it was an adult, but um, I I don't know like the story of the actual video, but I know he went to Twitter and was like, "Look," and it was it was shared like 200,000 times. It was downloaded over a million times. Oh my god! And he went to Twitter and he's like, "Hey, this video of me is out there on going around Twitter, and I'm only 13." And Twitter wouldn't take it down. That's that should be illegal if he's 13 years old, right, Kevin? Yep. Like that should that's exactly. It's, my goodness, it's, it's sharing and downloading uh, child pornography through Twitter, which uh, Pornhub has been accused of that. Um, actually, I think it was found out that Pornhub was doing that shit. Um, but Twitter, there's there's a whole like. There's a whole thing in Twitter of uh, people sharing um, explicit. And why would people not? Why would people not say anything? Why are you just going to continue sharing something like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know about you, but if I would have seen that, I'd be the first one to be writing Twitter or or going to the the government or something. I would do something. Go to a representative, a senator, a congressman, something. But yep. just to go, oh, let's <laughs> let's share this. Let me yeah. share this to all my. 100 instagram followers or whatever that just seems like you're like are you not getting that whether it's whether you think it's fake or not somebody is still being put being put in a position yeah you, you know what i mean so i don't know that just doesn't seem right think, to yeah. me no that, it's not right <laughs> that not nobody right. would say anything either and not try to get that taken down yeah and then um you have like uh, hashtags of save our children or protect our kids or whatever, and that's being uh, removed from social media apps like Instagram and Facebook. Just the hashtag for it, protect well, our you, kids. Yeah, you can't put protect our kids and then you're sharing the same video to 200,000 more people. Right. <laughs> like that doesn't make – you're contradicting the whole thing. That's the, Right, and that's the whole issue with um, – with social media and stuff is you got there's so many people so this is my thing it my as a child i was scared of monsters and then come to find out that human beings are the monsters i said that in one of my episodes or my you know how i do a quote after each um, episode one of it was um monsters 
are not that they're men and that's what makes it even more scarier is that they're not monsters they're human beings that are committing these crimes against other human beings exactly that's terrifying to know that it is and um so I so these days like like when we were talking and I was seeing like uh, the shadow figures in my um, hallway every once in a while it didn't scare me um, because people scare me. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. You're right. I would almost I would almost rather have a beast of some sort be the reason why there are murdered children and raped children or missing children or just families being murdered in their own homes or whatever it's almost you almost wish there was a beast because you cannot just come to grips that a human being like you like me human is doing this to someone else it's just a it's a horrifying thought so but here's the thing with that being said on this subject yep how do you how do you address skepticism whether it be conspiracy theories, whether it be the paranormal, how how do you handle that? Uh, I basically just say um, th- these are my own stories. This is what I found, and this is this, this is what I found on this subject, and I believe it. And you don't have to, mm-hmm. but this is what I believe. Um, skepticism comes with a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. and all, especially conspiracies people are always like where's your proof where's your proof well i don't have proof 100 percent. i just know i have proof of certain things happening that make me believe this way on certain right. subjects so like the adrenochrome people don't think that's happening I, I i didn't think it was happening at first either i thought that was just like something to be said but you know you see these uh videos of um you know high status actors and actresses and they're like how do you look so young and then they say they literally say well you take the blood they it's a syringe and or something and then you inject it into your cheeks and it's well it's the blood like sandra bullock was like well, it was the blood of a younger person is what she said like I, literally that is what she said and, and you know they it almost seems like they're all the mark of the devil because you're do you you've made a bargain somewhere somehow some way to do this to be who you are you know what i mean i don't know it just they it's i i had heard something what about that um the pizza conspiracy the theory pizza gate? yeah pizza gate what do you think about that I think that is 100% true. It sounded like 100%. That, that's where that's where they ended up finding the that was when they were looking into that. Um that's when they found the video on Anthony Weiner's laptop of Hillary Clinton. Oh, so that's how the adrenochrome ended up coming out was because of Pizzagate. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, well, it uh, sounds like it would. It it does now that I think about it. I mean, it it definitely does make sense. But what yeah. do you think about um, this was something my husband and I talked about the other day uh, that kind of rolls into that because it was about the whole Obama thing. Okay. But he said it, it's just it's just funny that out of all the presidents that we have, one president is named Barack Obama Hussein. You don't find that weird and as much as there's different ties going into that we're finding out about 
Iraq and things like that. You know, it's just I never looked at it that way. So that's not his real name. It's not. No. What's his real name? Um, he, I don't know the exact, but he is a Bush. He's a Bush. He is a Bush. He is his his um either his mother or father is the cut is a cousin of the bushes oh wow i don't even know how i can comprehend that right now <laughs> i don't you know what the thing is is a lot of people in politics um have ties to the bushes in some kind of way through family um through their family tree wow that's so does that have anything to do why why he, it took so long to show his birth certificate? Like I was think, that like forged uh, then? Possibly. I mean I I mean he was born in Hawaii. We know that. He was right. born in Hawaii. I mean Trump did this whole thing <clears throat> about his birth certificate because he didn't believe him, which is fine. I mean but when he started saying that it took a while for him to show his birth certificate. Yeah. And, you know, it just, to me, that seemed a little a little weird that, well, you think that if you didn't like what Trump was saying and that you were totally against it and, you know, oh, I have the birth. Because he, remember, he kept saying for a few months, oh, I have a birth certificate. It's on there, da, da, da. But he didn't come right out and show it. it yeah, he was also like, saying he was also saying that he shouldn't have to. Right. And to me, if you want to shut someone up, especially as much as they all hate Trump, which I don't like them. So that's near here. They're there. But um, I'm I'm totally against the D's. Um, but. It's just weird. If you if you hate Trump so much and you want to shut him up, why didn't you shut him up? Exactly. Why, why did it take – goodness, I think it was like four to six months or something like that? Yeah, that it, was it, a, it was a good gap in time. Right. So don't you find that a little odd? I found it very odd. I find everything about every single president very odd. <laughs> so, Except for uh, Trump. Trump was a good guy. I like Trump. Um, sometimes he, he's not political. That's why he's right. You know. I, he, um, I like him, but I do sometimes I do think he is, um, controlled opposition. Like he's supposed to look like he's a good guy. You know what I mean? Well, I There's think a lot that of, he did wonders for the country, honestly. And no, I, I think I, that I'm with you on that, I think people, I think people that. Like people like you and I, but like, you know, normal citizens, but that are political people. And then the pol the politicians, they didn't like him because he couldn't be bought. Oh, yeah. He had his own money. He didn't even take his money that he was paid from being in the White House. What what president hasn't done that before? Not one, not a one. Nope. But people don't like it because he can't be bought. And he's not political. He and yes, he might have said some mean, rude things. But you know what? He's human. I would rather have someone like that 
tell us what he actually thinks. Exactly, and be a badass towards other countries because now look what the spot we're in. We've got North Korea, China, and Russia all wanting to blow us off the face of the earth. You know what I mean? Because we got a weak-ass president with a weak-ass administration and even more demented, weak-ass voters. (laughs) So there you go. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not. My favorite uh, line uh, from 2016 uh, debate with uh, Trump and Hillary Clinton, she had brought up his taxes and he's like, you know what? He's like, you could come after me for the tax breaks that I use, but you're not going to because you and your friends use the same exact ones. Exactly. I loved it. But see, that's what I mean. He's he's honest about it. Hey, Uh, of course but so are you (laughs) yeah and then today i was in the gym and they have all of the um news stations on the tvs Mm -hmm. so i think there's one two three four there's five different tvs with a different news station on all of them had trump's airplane his jet on it and talking about how he's leaving florida to go to new york to be arraigned and i'm like is that, there are, aren't there more important things to be talking about? Like, right. you got the cobalt mines in the Congo where they're actually using actual fucking slaves to mine for lithium and cobalt to uh, charge these fucking electric batteries they're putting in cars and our phones and our laptops and shit. You know, That's much more important. than. But you know what? They're doing the same thing as they did for the January 6th insurrection they're gonna blast it all over the tv with the with the court and you know and and all this but yet we have a war that we're paying billions of dollars for that nobody wants and Mm -hmm. that i know damn well i know damn well the bidens have something to do with it they have something to do with it because number one hunter is on the board in ukraine So, but you know, what's funny is that when the war came out, it was this big deal, but you don't hear much about it anymore on TV No, because it's just the money's going there and it is what it is. But my husband had actually said that he was watching some videos and he noticed something that struck his eye. He said, number one, you know, when you give a middle finger, this is American, right? Yep. Ukraines don't use that. Russians really don't use that. But he said there would there was a video of a bunker and there was a, a American soldier but two scared little Ukraines hunkering down in the bunker just handing him his ammo and everything that he need and he was shooting them and going like this and that so it's like did you know that Americans are over there fighting? Because it's not the Ukraines. They might be helping a tiny bit, but these guys were sitting there scared, hunkering down in a bunker, giving the U.S. military guy the next loaded gun, the next weapon. I don't know. That's just when he told me that, that was a little I didn't know what I, to think about that. I heard there are um, like uh, retired and um, like special forces that decided to go over there. 
yeah. on their own, not supposedly the government didn't send them over there. They went on their own on the behalf. No, but the government's still paying for them. I'm sure they are. Exactly. So it's yeah. it's just probably that they came to some agreement uh-huh. as Biden kept saying, oh, we're not going over there. But yet you catch some of his little blippers that he is saying, when you guys get over there, you'll see. And it's like, what? Wait a minute. What would you just say? Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's so demented, he doesn't even know his name. But, so, um, real quick before we we changed subjects, um, Ukraine. uh Zelensky just fired a bunch of members in his cabinet for taking vacations. Why are they going on vacations when they're in war and they're going on vacations with the money that we fucking sent them? Wow. Wow. There's people over here. Um, granted, low class always have a problem, you yes. know, feeding their family. But now more than ever. And then you have middle class families that three years ago were doing well are having to budget buying groceries for their family. Mm-hmm. We run out of baby food to feed our babies and you're you're supplying money to Ukraine when the United States of America is out of baby food, baby formula? That to me that just doesn't it, the priorities seem very screwed up. Very screwed up. I will agree. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. No, I was just going to ask you. Um, you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that you took care of things with your shadow man. So tell me if I mean, if you want to share, if you don't, we'll talk about something else. But if you want to share, you know, can you let the listeners know what you had been experiencing and then either. Tell us what you did or not did. That's fine. But just if not, then go into, you know, it's not there anymore. You know, something like that. I'd like to know. All right. So um, I've been seeing I have bought this house almost three years now. Um, And ever I think it was probably fairly Early on, I've been every once in a great while, I'll see a a shadow figure standing in the hallway. And if I approach it, it disappears. But if I stay where I'm at or if I back up away from it, it'll stay. But only if I'm walking towards it, it'll move. But there's nothing in my hallway at all for that could cast that kind of, uh, of an outline. Um, and that's in different spots too. It'll, sometimes it'll be in like I'll be laying in bed and it'll be in the corner. It'll be directly out the door. Sometimes it'll be like half of its face in the doorway, or um, it'll be like half the body. Like you got the shoulder and the legs and and the outline of the half of the head. Is it pretty tall? Uh, I would say it's probably about my height, like five ten. Okay. So, as. as yeah, it's um, an average human being kind of size. Okay. Um, so like, and I was never really scared of it. Um, it never gives me, it hasn't given me like a sense of dread or anything. But, um, so we're recording this on what today? What's today? The April third. Mm-hmm. So Farah's episode on my my podcast comes out next Wednesday from now. From April 3rd. Um, and 
I was telling her the story and she consulted her pendulum and the pendulum told her that the shadow figure is not there in a positive manner. So I decided to get some sage um, and do a little bit of a chant that you know the spirits aren't welcome here the ones that are here for to for and for negative purposes are not welcome and basically just meditated as long as i could which is really hard for me because i have the attention span of a fucking squirrel <laughs> so <laughs> that's a good way of putting it that's how i am though too so <laughs> join the club but i was actually able to um I feel like I cleanse because uh, I only see them in that hallway, so that's where I sat. Mm-hmm. Good, that's good. Okay. So I haven't seen. So that's been almost two weeks now. Wow. So I feel like really cool that I like um that I d- introduced you to my pendulum and that you that you did all that that and that it worked. That's so, so far it's worked. Do you feel a sense of like lighter? Do you feel different in your home? Uh no, I mean No, I think it uh, it never really bothered me, but my friend I was just going to say I bet you you were the type though that you really didn't pay too much attention or let it bother you so then that's why you wouldn't feel much difference because you just went right. on with your life anyway. Right. So my friend did the first time he ever came over to visit because I do think that he um, so this is my friend that had the uncle that's a seer so I think that he might have a little something uh, of oh. em- empath- empathetic or whatever the fuck the term is um oh yeah like he's an empath of some yeah, sort yeah, yeah yeah so he came over uh over the summer i believe and he the first time he ever been in my house and he's like well this is a nice house it's you know it's small i was like well i don't need it to be fucking big it's just <laughs> my two kids and my dog you know like it's not like i have a fucking uh brady bunch and living here um but he you know he went to my bathroom and uh that's where the stairs are that lead up to the hallway where i was seeing the uh figures and i was sitting out on my porch drinking a beer waiting for him to come join me and he comes out and he sits down he grabs his beer and he's like your fucking hallway is dark whoa I i go yeah i was like i was like there's no light in there like the uh the light switch um is right there at the beginning of the stairs i was like but they have they put a little light in so you can't really see i was like but there's no windows up there for the hallway and he goes no that's not what i mean like it is dark heavy like heavy there's something there in your hallway so he felt it before you even really noticed it yes okay oh interesting so I have he hasn't been over in a long time. So uh, he's got his family and stuff. So it'd be interesting if he ever comes to visit again if he feels any different about Ooh, the. Whole- I'll have to ask my pendulum if um if it's still there. Is it yeah. like you know did it leave or is it just like kind of at bay a little bit? And I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Yeah. All oh, right. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> so let me um. So 
what are some of the most fascinating or lesser known cryptids or paranormal phenomena that you've come across in all of your research that you've done, whether it be just you on your own or for your podcast? Okay, so um, I guess Pukwudgie Ooh. is is a, a is an interesting one so it's um fuck what is the huckamuck huckamuck no. swamp yes um i can't remember the tribe Ooh. it's on the tip of my tongue but i can't think of it but it's in algonquin no algonquin i think it's algonquin in massachusetts so the bridgewater triangle and shit yep that, that is an interesting entity it's a little person, and it, it can uh, be invisible, and it's very hairy, and it's like a trickster kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I actually had a gentleman on who actually lives in the area, and he does a lot of paranormal investigating in the Bridgewater Triangle. Um, and he's gotten a lot of like disembodied voice recordings and stuff, and he has um, – his uncle has – uh, stories of a haunt of a house that he was in where he actually saw this um this cryptid so that, wow really that's gotta i think that's the mo- mainly because it's probably the closest one to me that i've actually like looked into and stuff and sometimes i forget how to spell it so when i post when i posted about it i think i misspelled it but um yeah that it's interesting it's um drawn as like a little like almost looks like a hedgehog where it's all hair down its back and it's got really hairy armpits and then it has a bow and arrow like and a loincloth like a native american would back in the it almost sounds like trollish in a way too yeah um and so and it kind of like ties into a little bit of fairy lore where they're like after children Mm -hmm. so and he said that there's stories of it of it being evil and then there's stories of it being positive where it's like wants to like harm you and then there's stories of it helping you yeah i've heard both too i mean you know everybody wants to always that's the one thing i like about myself is that not everything is demonic not everything is evil not everything is negative like do your research find out if there's both Make sure that you say both, that there's positive and negative experience. But I know that everybody likes – it's funny. The one, the people that are the ones that click on, oh, uh, you know, let me see what I'm going to watch on YouTube today. Oh, demonic, click it. But then they're the ones that in the same fashion will sit there and – you know, comment to the video, not everything is negative. And how do you know it's a demon? Well, you clipped on it because you're looking for the word demon in the title. Because everybody is fascinated with the the evil entities, but you, you still have to do your research and know that there's still some positive things. Spirits can right. be both negative and positive and honestly demons can be negative and positive too now most likely positive to the people that worship them of course they're going to promise them forever and gold and riches and all that but you know what i'm trying to say that there's there's always two sides of a story right you got to really look into it exactly exactly we're uh very well said oh thank you Thank you. Well, I would love to definitely do a part two, a part three, however, because I could talk to you all day, every day. Yes, ma'am. 
I think that we both have I like how we both have the this we both think the same way but we have that just a little bit of differences that make it make the conversation more thorough and mm-hmm. you know expressive and we I don't know we just I just enjoy conversating with you about all the different experience I think you come from a great place of knowledge you know I'm more knowledgeable in like the haunted paranormal cryptids you are more knowledgeable than I am in the conspiracy theories and I'd really like to talk to you more like I want to dig up a couple conspiracy theories that I've always wanted to know okay a little bit more on and see what see what your take on it if you would if you would join me on another day that'd be perfect i also have more paranormal and possible cryptid experiences of my own so if you ever want to get into to those two um let's do it happy to share that let's do a part two conspiracy theories and then part three your paranormal cryptid you know, but I mostly wanted to bring you to my listeners and be like, hey, this guy knows his shit. So if you want to hear a great podcast where he has great people on, they toss around some conspiracy theories, they go over encounters. I like how you're non judgmental, which is very important. You said something earlier when we first started. I don't know what your specific words were, but it was more or less you're giving them a platform. You don't need to tell me your name. You don't need to, you know, be on video. It's important because you used to be one of those people that, you know, you wanted to get your story out and now you're letting people vent because you know the first thing everybody says is who's going to think I'm crazy. Exactly. So exactly. that's one last question I have for you. What would you say or what would you give advice to someone who has that has that thought process i don't want to say anything because i haven't had 20 experiences of this one thing for me to prove to myself that it's true but i know what i saw but everyone's going to think i'm crazy because i only saw it once what would you say no matter what you experience there is somebody out there who has had a similar experience so if you do decide to tell somebody you are more than likely going to find somebody out there who has also experienced the same exact thing if not extremely similar Mm. good one good one and one this is my last last one but this is towards your podcast what do you hope your listeners take away from your podcast and what do you hope that they gain from exploring these topics with you um i just hope they become more open-minded and know that um so conspiracy wise for them to know that the government's not here to help us they're not here to save us um you have to be your own savior and um just be yourself is essentially because we have the conversations i have is just i let people know uh you know negative things about myself things that i'm not too proud of as well Uh, we talk about spirituality which i think spirituality is a really uh i think that's more uh correct of a 
religion, I guess you could say, more than anything, because it touches on a lot of little bit of things, and, um, you know, uh, we all have an inner light, and we're all special and unique in a lot of different ways, but we also are um, intertwined with one another in uh, many aspects, so um, connecting with the elements, Mother Earth, and, you know, um, all that is i think extremely important i think um being able to be so in tuned and letting go of your with yourself and letting go of your ego can go a long way with uh connecting with other human beings i agree with that a hundred percent well kevin i thank you so much for joining me this has been such a wonderful enlightening enthusiastic conversation i can't wait to do part two part three and so on one more time let everyone know where you're at what days your episodes come out all of that good stuff so i am where the weird ones are you can find me on spotify apple podcast and youtube uh my episodes come out every wednesday i usually post them at uh i schedule the youtube videos to come out at four so I usually have them already queued up and they'll uh, and scheduled to release before. So they come out at 4 a.m. on Wednesday morning, and then the audio aspect comes out at like 2:30, 3 o'clock in the morning because I do put that out right before I leave for work. So, mm. um, but I if you also if you want to be featured on the show, you can uh, reach me at where the weird ones are at gmail.com. Uh, my Instagram is where underscore the weird ones are you can either follow me or you can dm me if you're interested in talking about uh certain subjects or even if you want to um come on the show you can dm me on there or just i'm open to shooting the shit um and i also have a facebook page but i've kind of neglected it neglected it a little bit but i do that too i do that too so don't i don't blame you i like tiktok and instagram much better facebook just kind of you know it's too governmental these days yeah (laughs) yeah i have a tiktok too but i don't really use it for the podcast but if i try to be comical on it and i do post like uh some of my gym stuff because uh i do think physical fitness is a good way to uh deter some of the negative uh mental aspects of one's brain uh because to me uh if i get lost in my brain uh, there's a good chance that i might not come out so (laughs) oh my goodness okay that's a good one uh, the gym is a little bit of uh, uh, it's a little bit of a meditation in itself because when I actually do meditation, I have a hard time focusing. But when I'm when I'm pushing up weight, man, I just uh, there's nothing in my brain. I'm absolutely empty, and the only thing I'm focused on is the weight and how it makes me feel. That's commitment right there. And I will have to say, listeners, if any of you have a scary experience, a story that you want to share with Kevin, no judgments, email him. Even if it's just you want to type up your story and he can go over it on the air, just something to to have you get it out. You will feel so much better 
if you release it out. And I do the same on my show. If anyone out there has a scary experience, has a haunted object, um, has had an attachment, know of somebody that's had demonic infestation or uh, UFO sighting, anything, email me at theconversationcabin at gmail.com. Follow me as well on Instagram and TikTok at the conversation cabin and other than that stay tuned for kevin and i in part two part three and um again i guess i'll be on your podcast next wednesday yes ma'am is the 12th so look for that and other than that again thank you kevin so much for coming on and giving me some of your time i really do appreciate it and cabin crew members one more thing remember Email subscription is now live. So if you want to get those monthly newsletters, go to my uh, Podbean website, which it's HTTPS colon slash slash the conversation cabin period podbean.com. And you'll see cabin crew members at the top. Click it, fill out the information and boom, you will receive starting here this month. The uh, scary, spooky newsletters, well, they're called the Cabin Crew newsletters, but um, filled with a short story, um, updates, live shows, episodes, bonus content, guest appearances, contests, and more. And other than that, thank you listeners for joining me. I love you all. And explore your strange. And that's a wrap for tonight's bonus episode, Cabin Crew. Remember to go check out Kevin's podcast, Where the Weird Ones Are, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And also, I always give my girls a shout out. Vicky from Mrs. Spooky Obsessed Podcast, Courtney from Haunts Podcast, and Amanda from One Nothing Podcast. Go check them out. They're on Spotify, Apple, all the good platforms too. Please add them on Instagram and TikTok. They're under their names. Haunts Cast, Mrs. Spooky Obsessed, and One Nothing. And of course, add me, Farah, on TikTok and Instagram as well at The Conversation Cabin. Um, let's see. So we have Saturday episode with Anna Maria Manalo and she is an award-winning screenwriter and author of a few books that are amazing portal the way through the woods haunted heirlooms and her newest one coming out on April 18th the night visitants you would be able to get it on Amazon I got to read the book before it came out, and it was really 
shocking, very good, beautifully written. So I suggest, well, I actually scooped up all of her books, but um, yes, but I definitely suggest you getting the newest one coming out on the 18th. But um, yes, 7 p.m. Central Time, Anna will be joining me live. She's going to talk about her experiences, which, mind you, all of the books are her own personal memoirs from demonic infestations to UFOs, C5 contact, and more. We are going to be getting into the juicy details, Cabin Crew. So if you miss it, don't worry. I will post it uh, probably Monday or Tuesday so you can listen to it again if you missed it, of course. Or if you thought it was really good and want to listen to it again, hey, it'll be there. But other than that, until Saturday, Cabin Crew, explore your strange